You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. Shooting the shit today. We got a good one for you. We're going to do a little bit of some storytelling. Uh, we are talking about moments in our lifting careers that uh, we were nervous as F. Alright, and maybe nervous isn't the appropriate thing to say. I would um, say even anxious. Yeah, I would. I guess I would say anxious because nervous, I guess, can get a negative connotation associated with it. Um, it's not. It's not necessarily a negative feeling. It's just this feeling of overwhelming emotion, so to speak. Um, so it doesn't. It's not necessarily an emotion that will translate over to like bad things and poor performance. It's just. It's just a lot of anxious anxiety type of feel built up. Um, so these are just big moments. Um, big moments we just had overwhelming emotions. So we're going to cover that today. I'm going to do a little storytelling for you. The best way I know how, which isn't very good. So bear with me. Uh, but we're, we're going to uh, cover some of these, these big things that I wrote down here. Um, but I think I'll have some good things to, to talk to you about today. But first, wanted to cover a little news for y'all. All right. First off, first order of business. You might have seen our promo last week. September 15th, the belt is on the line. Actually, the belt has just been ordered. And it should be completed in a couple days. But we have the Big Bench's Push-Pull Championships with RPS. Uh, it's called the Sword of Damocles. I actually looked it up, Elvis. It's called Damocles for any of you, um, uh, what do you call it? It's old Roman myth shit, whatever that would, would fall under the category of. Mesopotamian type shit. Greek, old Greek mythology shit. Um, and I was looking it up. I don't know if anyone knows the story. Maybe you can comment down below, anyone watching live. But I think there was this dude that got in trouble with some higher up dudes. And what they did was they took this sword and they hung it by a single hair. You think about a single beard hair. I can literally take a hair right here and pluck it right out of my chin. Just like that. Check that out. Alright, so this sword was hanging by a single hair. Alright. And they put it right over the dude's head because he was in some deep shit and they wanted him to know that he was in some deep shit all right and that was damocles and i think he was a bad ombre all right so that is the sword of damocles that is our meat that is september 15th all right well we got three belts on the line we got best bench by wilkes we got best deadlift by wilkes because wilkes levels the playing field right we don't need a best women's or men's or a body weight class right we got best by wilkes that means anyone can walk home with the belt all right so little people included big people included if they can lift big weights women that can lift big weights at any body weight wilkes is going to level our playing field for that one and we are going to have an overall champion for the best subtotal push pull that's benching and deadlifting and that is september 15th we got a lot of good people coming out to that um, it's going to be very competitive. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know Frank from Lift Evil. I told him he's going to it, so we'll actually see if he shows up. But I did sign him up. I told him. Um, big small arm, big ass knees is going to be over there. Um, I'll be over there benching. I won't be deadlifting. I just choose the bench. That's my prerogative. Um, we're going to have some more out there benching. Uh, Jamie Mata should be down there benching. If anyone don't know Jamie Mata, 
you gotta go check him out. I don't he doesn't really post much social media stuff, but he's a fantastic bencher in his own right and multiply lifter. Um, I've learned a lot from the bench from Jamie. Uh, he usually he walks around maybe like two ten, but he'll cut down to one ninety eight and he puts up some serious weight for a one ninety eight or we're talking six hundred pound benches. Um, he's a really, really uh, technical a sash than there in his multiply gear he knows what's going on and a lot of people go down or up to his gym he's in vermont um to learn from him and he wrote an article breaking in your bed shirt for us on bigbenches.com he will be down at the meet so he's gonna make a good run you talk about wilkes level in the playing field if i want to compete with him about 50 pounds heavier i'm probably gonna have to put up something big because uh, wilkes will really level that shit quick on you i think it actually favors a smaller lifter believe it or not um, at least that's what I, I, I seem to think it to be. Um, those little guys, they get those big Wilk scores. They're lifting a lot of body weight times, you know. So, September 15th, guys, you're not going to want to miss it. Check that out. It's on the Revolution Powerlifting website. Now, right, you're going to have to go down to the Conquest of the Gods weekend because there's there's going to be a few different meets. Um, this one is scheduled for what it looks like Sunday, September 15th. So, I did have to change the date on that one. I thought it was going to be that Saturday, but it is going to be Sunday morning, okay? That is in Newark, New Jersey, for anyone listening. Go right now. You got to sign up. It's open. And get your submission in before you get closed out or something happens. All right. We got to have a little bit of urgency here because this one's going to fill up. So we got to get you in there. September 15th. Go right now. RevolutionPowerLiftingSyndicate.com and go down. Scroll down. Punch your ticket. Okay. So with that said, all right, that's going to be a fantastic meet. What are you going to look to do there? I'm going to be hyped. Well, you see, I still... He's going to pull. I hear he's going to pull in a suit. You see, I, I have the suit. I haven't trained in the suit. So things might get a little weird, but we're going to see what happens. So we're going to see some shit we ain't never seen before here, fellas. We got people that ain't never been in a bench shirt before. So we're going to see some broken necks. We're going to see some big benches. We're going to see some real wild shit. Um... But we're going to see small arm, big ass knees. We'll see if that bar can clear his knees. <laughs> I'm taking bets. All right. So let's move on. I also got something cool planned August 9th. All right. We're going to do our first Big Benches live webinar. That is going to be Friday, 9 a.m., little or 10 a.m., sorry, Eastern time. A little bit off time. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I wanted to be on a Friday, so you potentially could get that little bit of a time slot off. Maybe you could find some time at work to sit down. You could, I'm sure you can get it on your mobile. You'll be sent the link. It's going to be less than $10, fellas. All right, less than 10 bucks. Um, most of our bench clinics go for $50 to $100 to take it. This is going to be less than $10. Plus, we're going to cover uh, just as much information, and you're going to be able to participate live. All right, you are going to need the ticket in order to get um, the URL for that to join us that evening, but you will be notified well in advance to be notified um, many times before that that's coming up. So um, that you can make sure you, you sign up for that. I'm actually going to put that available. Um, I'm going to have to do the whole link in the bio thing so you can access through Instagram as well. Um, because I think the link's floating around there in a couple things now. But the YouTube videos from now on, it'll have the live webinar posts in there and whatnot. But um, I'll make that available on the Instagram right after this. Okay, so make sure you check that out. Um, we're going to start really promoting it hard coming up. Okay, guys, it's going to be awesome. You're going to interact live. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you can't make that date, 
content will be available for you afterwards, so you aren't going to miss a thing, all right? And I'll, I'll help you along the way if you have any specific questions that we didn't get covered. And finally, the top 20 bench cues product is out, okay? That's a free offer. That's my free gift to you guys. Not charging anything for that. We took uh, my top favorite bench cues that there is out there that are going to make an instant difference to your bench, and I'm giving you that for free. Elvis took some beautiful pictures here, small ass, big knee, and um, <laughs> he took some beautiful pictures, so it's well, well illustrated, like what each cue is designed to do on the bench, um, and it's right there for you, bigbenches.com, little pop-up there if you're not on the email list. Um, that'll put you there if, the, uh, if you're already on I sent that email so just let me know if you don't have that but top 20 bench cues uh, you're gonna want that one guys that's totally free that's that's my gift to you so um, there's no reason not to check it out all right so <clears throat> today's podcast is about moments I say nervous is F but we just changed that to overwhelming like anxious feeling all right you want me to start there small ass big knee yeah you can get started all right so i got a few here so things that jumped to mind i was thinking of this i like doing this because i could i could chill out have a little cigar um chill out in the back and i i can kind of um reminisce on on what i've done with powerlifting so far so it's always good to me because i'm an old spirited person um, I like to think about the old days and the stories that I have. Because at the end of the day, when we're all done lifting, right, it was, it was best summed up by Mark Chico this past weekend when I was at the uh, Dave Kingwater's meet there. And he said that um, all we do is we, we just lift, uh, we lift weights for plastic trophies. So at the end of the day, we're nothing really special. We're just doing some awkward, weird shit that no one else does. So at the end of the day, what we got to lean back on is our stories and the people we met and this and that. So I enjoy doing this stuff. I enjoy having a chance to reminisce a bit. And my memory does not serve the best of me. Uh, I got to kind of remind myself what the hell's going on. I got worse memory ever, guys. Um, so I'm going to start off with my first powerlifting meet. And that's one I can actually very remember very vividly. Because um, you always kind of remember your first meet. And uh, I'll take you that. I was probably, I'd say I was probably just as nervous for that than I've ever been throughout any certain meet or you know even like bench bag being on a main stage in front of all those people uh, I was probably more nervous just being in a room of like 10 people watching than I was any other situation because I had no idea what the hell was going on guys I didn't have I didn't come to a place where I had a coach with me I just drove literally six hours I didn't know anything about what powerlifting meets about I knew the commands but I didn't know what the hell I was getting into I did not warm up right at all I did some air squats I think we've told that story plenty of times but man was i was i this was just legit nervous this was just uh it was it was bad uh i was shaking i was like i remember first squat right i get up there i didn't even wrap my knees because back then i thought wrapping your knees was just like a light supportive thing like i was like oh, i'll just wait till my third attempt to do a light little wrap you had those ace bandages ready to go it was it was worse than an ace bandage i think an ace bandage would have served me better than what i had <laughs> i had this cheap shit from gold's gym you could literally rip the thing but um man i was there that first squat i remember because it, it was the first time too i was ever under a monolift and um you know, I, I know a lot of situations, if you're not at power to the gym, you've never even seen a monolift. You don't know how the hell to work that thing. I don't even think the warm-up room had a monolift. 
Uh, I get up to the platform, I see this big-ass structure in front of me. I'm like, how the hell is this thing going to work? They're telling me just to stand up, and I'm like, what the hell? And then I stand up with the weight, and I just remember, because literally I did not take a warm-up. And this, it was 355, I believe, I had on the bar. Um, and, man, I don't even think I wore the belt, to be honest with you. I don't even remember wearing my belt, but... I get up there, I stand the thing up, and I just remember feeling like so rocky with the weight because I've never just stood up with weight. I've always had to kind of walk it back. But I literally stood up, nervous as shit, even though there's like 10 people watching. There's like 12 competitors that day. And I'm like literally shaking. And I remember that. I was just like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And I didn't know how it was going to go. And that was the worst initiation of the squat I've ever had. It ended up going really well. I hit the weight, but... It was just, everything about it felt like real shaky. And um, although it went pretty quick, it went pretty fast. It was a good squat. Uh, hit depth. I listened to the commands. Um, so we got that in the books. That actually went three for three on squats. Ended up going eight for nine that day. Uh, only missed the last deadlift. So it was actually a fantastic meet. But, um, man, I probably, I'd have to kick this list off with probably, that was the one time. I was the most nervous ever was uh, that first meet. Literally 10 people watching. There's like no one there, Elvis. It was, I guess there was a snowstorm the day before and everyone kind of bailed out. Uh, it didn't look like, in, in hindsight, didn't really look like anyone wanted to be there, but I didn't know better. I thought I was just super quiet all the time and everyone just had stern faces. But <laughs> it was like the worst, thinking back on it, it was probably the worst meet environment you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, but I didn't know any better. You know, it was my first time. Man, I wish there was 10 people in my first meet. Was your first one? My first one was Heat Wave, and it was before they did it at Hostra. It was a that small was a gym in America. Out, it was at a packed out gym. Packed house at a CrossFit gym. You know, there's probably no people in there, but it felt like there was a thousand people in there. There was a thousand people. <laughs> there was a good amount of people. And then I just remember being just so nervous. I had so much coffee because I worked at Starbucks, so I got that free coffee. And then I had so much with me. <laughs> I had just water. I didn't have any food. I didn't have anything, no electrolytes or anything. Just I was cramping up right after the squats. Ended up going three for three on my squats. I bombed out on the bench. What was your first squat feel? Because this is your first ever meat lift. It felt, were you nervous about commands? Did you know what you were, you were uh, getting into? I knew all the squat commands. I was fine with the squat commands. I was, my, uh, my nerves got me when uh, me and this guy in front of me had the same weight on the bar. And so I go to take a squat, and he's like, it's mine. I was oh, like, oh, oh, man. What a rookie. And I, I was on deck, and he was up. And I, I, I didn't know the terms of, uh, like, three out, four out. I was just. Yeah, that's that's something people don't know is just, like, what the hell. Because they say on deck, which means you're up next um, in the whole three out. And on um, deck sounds like, oh, I'm ready to go right now. Like, on deck. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know. You I wouldn't, wouldn't know, know if, you, if you didn't have someone there helping you. Um, which is why when you see at these meets, like I, we've been through the ringer now for a while, and you see people still doing their first meets today, um, instead of being like pompous about it and not wanting to help out, just help them out. Because if you remember your first meet, you probably did some real stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I certainly remember I was always I was did some real stupid shit, and I wish someone would help me out my first meet. Uh, actually, I actually made some really good friends at me. Um, which is funny because, I mean, when I showed up alone, um, I probably made more friends that day with, like, 13 people lifting than I did any other meet. 
because everyone's just super friendly and we're you know it was my told everyone my first meet but it was cool because everyone wants to usually help you out when you tell them it's your first meet um so i always say better to tell someone it's your first meet than just go about it without letting anyone know and it looking dumb because uh, people will look to help you out um that's just how it goes the worst part is <clears throat> my first bench i fail it second bench i raise the weight I, it goes great. I missed the rack command. Oh, that's that's a common one. Uh, yep. The, either the start or the rack command. Because I think everyone associates a pause. Everyone's saying, oh, you got to pause at your meet. So I think everyone gets the gist of that. But it's that start command, that rack command, that, that's the bitch. I and missed a few. Then that third one, it just cramped up so bad I couldn't finish it. <clears throat> oh, well, that, that was a hot, that's a hot gym it's a hot gym i had nothing that's not you know there's a lot of people cramping it had no food no salt that 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 was my bed yeah that you wouldn't even know first meet that was probably another terrible venue mine was like dead no one no one talking nothing no it it was dead air it's a small gym yeah yours is total opposite it just feels like there's a thousand people just hot as shit yep so i this is not the first time people cramped up i actually seen um Eric Adolph, he was multiply lifting in the summer there, um, and man, he he just he couldn't. Really, I think he had to stop after bench or something because he just cramped uncontrolled. Pretty much, they took him outside and whatnot. I think passed out. It was wild, but he just couldn't complete the meet. Too much gear on. It's hot as shit because New York gets hot as shit, and it's what July. Yeah, that's when it starts getting hot. We're talking like ninety five plus every day, oftentimes very humid. Um, so. Man, thinking about it, I'm already getting nervous. That's <laughs> like the worst time. I'd rather the winter. I only like the the greenery in the in the longer days, but I can't handle that shit. Ninety five plus that long. Oh, I'll move on to another instance here. So I'll go. I'll I'll keep it real early on, real early on in our uh, lifted days, and um, uh, just probably probably within my first five meets. Um, this was uh, Europa. So if you don't know what Europa is, I guess think like the Arnold, but downscaled quite a bit. And that is the Europa. And it was held in Hartford. This was the last year it was held in Hartford. Can't remember the year. I want to say 2014. And, um, and yeah, it was great. It was a big venue, Hartford Civic or Hartford um, Convention Center. And I, don't, I, I wouldn't say I was n- nervous per se, but I did have, like, very anxious feeling because Vinny DiZenzo was there for one. And um, just going in the bench, seeing a dude in the back that was, like, tossing up 800 off board, like, freaking nothing was really kind of overwhelming for a bit. Um, but I remember, you know, he was there. That was actually his last meet. Well, bench meet, like, in his prime. He hit 900 pounds that day. And... Um, I remember the whole meet started off pretty rocky because what I did, I walked out to the mono uh, with my shorts still on, but I was already knee wrapped. So they're telling me I got to take my shorts off and I'm in knee wraps and I'm like, oh shit, how's this going to happen? So I just dropped trousers right there on stage um, and then I'm like tripping over my pants trying to get it off because I'm knee wrapped. So the whole, it was this, it was like a really embarrassing scenario. Squats went terrible. I, I think I missed the opener, depth maybe. I uh, had to take it again. Luckily, got it in. Missed a third bench. Missed a bunch of benches. The whole day was just going really terrible. But I just remember uh, laying on the bench and 
at a big convention hall like that, it's just the lights look very overwhelming. And Vinny just did like he's going for like nine hundred. People are around with their cameras on them, and it just it just felt like real big stage. Gene was doing the calling in the back, and I'm like looking up at these big lights in the convention center, and I just felt super overwhelmed, like overpowered, because it just seemed like such a big atmosphere. I guess everyone's in there and stuff. Uh, I just wasn't ready for it at the time. Uh, it was like a downscale of Arnold, and I uh, was just not ready for it. It, just, it felt very, very overwhelming. But I vividly remember staring at the ceiling and like, man, that ceiling's super high and there's a lot of bright lights. <laughs> uh, but that meet did not go so well. You got any more you <laughs> want to touch on there, fella? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my, uh, my first actual meet that I actually finished, I was nervous as all hell. Because even though my training went well, I had, you know, a group with me and everything, I, I still was having trouble sleeping the night before because it was my first meet since my ac- my actual first meet. And by then, it's been like two, three years. It's like, hell, I don't even know if I still want to do this. <laughs> the first one went so bad. And it competed for like two, three years. Yeah, you, you've been out for a little bit. And then, and then uh, actually, that meet went pretty well, except uh, on my third squat, I tweaked my knee a little bit. But it didn't affect anything else, like you know. A tweak knee for him's not much because his knees are they're like so this. big. There's so much mass in the knee, you know. There's, he's got too much knee density, <laughs> so he, it didn't really bother him. Uh, Adam Bell said something. What do we want to go at? How many total meets have you guys competed at? No, I think you might want to read out his comment. He had yeah. a comment in there. Yeah, uh, they they uh, they're buying a house in New York, and the realtor kept trying to show them houses without central oh, air. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. Um, I'm spoiled, man. I do, can't go back. Did you do any high school meets? Um, that was not something that's prominent in high school. There's no high school sanctioned stuff. So, I mean, if you're a high schooler, you got to just jump into a regular federation, but you probably wouldn't even know there is a such thing. Um, I know with Texas, that high school powerlifting's like a big thing, but that's, um, I don't know any high schools in the region around here that have powerlifting as a sport. Um, but I was lucky. I didn't start in high school, but I was lucky because the guy that ran the weight room, Morgan Mitchell, um, I'd probably say he's my, my first powerlifting mentor. Like he got me really amped to, to lift, uh, just like his, he's like a real old soul guy. He's just, he just loves it so much and, uh, he'll just pump you up just like talking to him. He just gets you so amped. Like he's just pumped for everyone. Um, and I just went like head over heels into the thing because uh, he's just he's just that emotional about it, and um, he's lucky because he ran the weight room in our high school, so uh, I was able to go down there and help out a lot and uh, be around that. So that was really awesome um, to have. So he gets the kids into it. There's um, some really strong high schoolers there. We have some high schoolers that come to the gym, but there's no like sports um at the school that would be for powerlifting not that i know of. i don't know if you it. i didn't grow up in uh new york i was in massachusetts we definitely didn't yeah long island there's nothing here yeah we got like wrestling and you yeah. got like lacrosse cross and stuff over here um she had a big selection in long island a big ass school my school was like maybe 400 people um, it was not big at all, um, and I mean, I didn't even know we had a hockey team, to be honest with you. We had, like, football, baseball, basketball, like your main ones. Um, what else do you say? How many meets have you guys competed in? 
Uh, I lost track of the number a long time ago, my friend. Uh, if you count bench only meets two, uh, which has been the majority of the past couple of years, uh, I have. I'd assume I'm right around tipping the scale around maybe twenty. I'd like to say probably like twenty. Pretty sure I'm at like I'm very close to it. I'm at like six total. Six counting total. deadlift only, bench only. Yeah, and it's them. it's those little ones too. Um, full power. Um, I don't know. I lose track. I'm, I'm so bad. I lose track with uh with all that. Probably three to four each year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 the high school. I think that was they had a like, real rigorous schedule. It was like almost like you're doing a meet every weekend. I know in, in some areas that's like the case. It's like every weekend there's a meet, so it's very tough. Like you almost have to peak at a certain meet, um, and then just kind of compete the rest of the time. So that makes it a little bit tricky because uh, you can't really expect your best performance every weekend. But I'm I'm not really familiar with how they run. But yeah, I guess you average about three a year. I've done years where I only did two, um, never less than two. But I mean, this year alone, like I've done quite a few already, like four now, yeah. something like that. This weekend I got one too. So uh, yeah, we we doing a lot this year. That was kind of a goal, is just to do more meets because uh, they're fun. And you know, regardless of I, I did last year, I wasn't really happy with last year because I waited a long time. I put so much eggs into the basket with the Arnold. I didn't really like how that ran anyway. And I was just mad. I was just like, man, I just wish I competed more and just had some more fun with it. And I was kind of going through a phase where it's probably the one year I was, like, least interested in powerlifting, too, uh, from a competing standpoint. So I just wanted to do more meets, be around that environment more this year, um, which we've been, I, if I'm not competing, I'm helping out lifters or I'm at the booth. So, you know, sincerely, Shireen. Hi, Benny. How we doing, Shireen? See you squatting some big, big weight over there. Um, Adam Bell says the high school kids will add 100 pounds to their total each meet. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing, too, that a high schooler, they're going to um, you know, progress so quickly as well. So I, I believe it. I mean, Josh out of the gym the other day, he's deadlifting 380 now, and John said he was looking up the records. He's going to be like the number one team in the nation on open powerlifting. They get strong so quick. Man, I remember some of my friends, too, um, going through high school. Then I got a little older, some of my younger friends there, and they would just come back from school and then be like, what the hell happened to you? Because they grew, like, two feet, and their voice is like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, why is my voice not changing? <laughs> so. Hey, guys, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, what happened to you? That's <laughs> um, so. crazy. Someone, you know. Over the yeah. summer. Right. You progress real quick when you're young. But a better reason to get into it, get stronger early, because you're going to make some great, great gains. Ooh. Here's one. His, uh, Adam Bell's wife and him got into judging high school meets about 15 years ago. And have y'all judged any meets? Um, yeah, I certainly have. Um, from a few different feds, RPS ones. Um, we've done SPF beats. But, yeah, we're pretty frequent with that. Um, but it's fun. That's fun, too. I hate throwing red lights, but, you know, at least you can tell the people, like, what's going on. Um, and no one's usually pretty. No one's, like, really rude about it. You know, a lot of times you get some dicks there. There's always at least one dick that gives you a hard time if you give them a red light. But, you know, F them. They got hit depth. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
But yeah. yeah, that's always a good time too. I've just been a platform manager. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the heart that I feel bad. I have never had to load weights. Um, You're lucky guy. Um, I feel like I'm due. I gotta. I gotta do a loading. I gotta get that off my uh, off my chest. Cause I'm always seeing everyone else uh, loading weights, and I feel horrible for them. I think they calculated uh, the other weekend how much uh, intern there was lifting. And it was like two million pounds. If you think about, <laughs> he said, if you were thinking about like how many plates he was putting on that bar over the course, two million pounds of uh, total volume. So it's <laughs> certainly a job. Any chances you'll start running your own meets? Um, well, I, it's I'm like sponsoring a meet this year. I don't really want to have the responsibility of running a meet because uh, I see how much could go into that stuff, um, and. I certainly wouldn't want to do it all the time. I have no interest in doing, like, a federation. I think that's the last thing power with the needs of another federation anyway. Um, I much more rather enjoy, like, having already, like, uh, RPS is the sanction. They're doing the meet. I just sponsor it, put, like, a title on it, and get people to do it. And I'd prefer that much more. I don't really want to be involved in the running side of things because it's a lot of work. Uh, he's lugging around. Like, I remember last meet we were talking to Gene, and... Um, he lugging around like three monos in his trailer and you know all the equipment and um his like truck broke down was that friday his truck broke down with the trailer he had to like rent something and then lug the trailer and it was just like the ultimate nightmare and i just i couldn't imagine he's almost out of me every weekend lugging shit around setting up um it's it's a lot of work uh if you want to do fluent meets but no i have no ambition to do any of that no sir but i would love to like run a single meet each year and get people involved in that and whatnot uh so i want to move on to um something else actually guys if if you're listening a lot of you don't know sorry kind of uh burping up some cold brew here we've got some starbucks cold brew no ice that's the trick right here you get no ice it's just pure cold brew more caffeine for you and while uh, people don't know, I actually bombed out on the bench before. It was actually my bo- uh, first first bomb out ever, and actually my last bomb out ever. Uh, it was on the bench press, and the um, first time cutting the 198, so I learned my lesson there, like what's going to happen to my bench shirt. But um, if we're talking about like moments that we felt this overwhelming feeling, um, I was trying to qualify for the Arnold. That was the first shot at it that year, and the squats went awesome, uh, three for three on the squats. Um, going to the bench, I felt great. Everything feels good, but when you cut 27 pounds, you know the shirt's not going to quite fit the same. Um, and I always found that anytime because I cut 27 pounds three times that that year alone, multiply lifting, um, I always found that the biggest hit was on the bench for some reason. Like I just did not fill out the top half good, but I could always make up for it on squats because you got a little more variables there, um, knee wrap tightness, like how you're setting a suit and whatnot. I guess so. That was a little less unaffected, but that I just remember missing that first lift, and I set it at 550, which should have been easy for me. That was the opener. That would have got me qualified for like the bench bash thing going on that year. And uh, I remember I missed that, but it wasn't a miss in which you were like, "Oh, that's just a technical thing." It was a miss in like, "Shit, that was heavy." <laughs> like the shirt did not give me any pop there. So I'm like, "All right, I'll shake it off." Missed it again, and it was again. It was a feeling like shit. This is heavy shit. <laughs> like shirts not give me nothing. So now I'm like kind of freaking out because I'm gonna be pissed. I'm not like 
forget the Arnold stuff now. Like, this bench is totally shot the shit now. It's probably not going to happen. But I want to hit this opener because I still want to qualify for this bench back. So we jacked the shirt up real good. I even bring the grip in a little bit, try to give me a little bit more. And, um, and it came up. And it came up. But my butt just lifted a little bit. It was a last-ditch effort. Um, and that was it. That was a day for me. Um, you know, John was asking if I wanted to deadlift. I was like, hell no. And I walked right out. <laughs> and uh, that was it. And, you know, it kind of hurt for, for a day. But you shake it off. And I got right back to work and was able to qualify the next meet because um, I learned my lesson what needs to happen with the shirt. Um, I got everything pinched up and whatnot because I know how much a 27-pound weight cut is going to affect me. And I could just jump into the next one as well. I kind of wanted to talk about those 27-pound cuts. Um, I would drop 27 pounds uh, in that week leading up to the meet. That's like when I went from top weight down to 198. Um, so what's that would be like 224, 225. I topped the scales out at uh, after a good sodium carb load. And then I'd weigh in 198 that following week. And... Um, why I mentioned this, the moments of powerlifting where you just overwhelmed with, with feeling and whatnot, anxiousness, is because, man, those 27-pound cuts, it goes all right at first. If you know what's going on, I cut out the sodium, I cut out the carbs, and um, you so usually you'll see about maybe a two-pound drop in body weight per day. Like, you're going to lose that load off the bat. So that first day, you'll drop five or six pounds. But then every day thereafter, um, you'll lose about two pounds. Uh, that's that's just on that was for me on average and then near the end is when you really so you dial back water there's a period where you're not really drinking water right um you're starting to kind of feel like shit now right and you, you know it's going to start getting mentally tough but you always know once you get into the sauna especially when you have 10 pounds to go in the shot in the sauna um and you're already pretty depleted and whatnot that shit gets pretty rough and i remember the arnold um really that was one of probably the toughest ones um and i just remember like feeling like man uh this is getting really tough because it gets to a point where literally you can only go in a sauna for maybe three minutes because you're like worried about like your heart not working anymore because you're so like your blood is all gooped up right so you have you're working so hard to pump shit through and like your heart's doing this right and you're like shit i might die here in the sauna <laughs> And uh, you can't drink water. Like, you might not have anyone there sitting with you. God forbid you're alone in the sauna. Because uh, you could pass out potentially in the sauna. It would just be a horrible situation. That'd be a wrap. That'd be a bad situation. Uh, it's always good to have someone with you if you could do something extreme. And um, it just, it's like the biggest, probably the biggest mental hurdle I've ever had to get through. Um, it's kind of like going 12 rounds with, in a heavyweight fight. It's like, am I going to make it through the end of this thing? Um... But luckily, I was able to get to the weight I needed to get to. But I just remember that being probably one of the toughest mental things in my life is trying to get through that. Um, and then I remember that whole night. That whole night, because it was uh, weighing in the morning. And I always had weigh-ins in the afternoon. So it was a weigh-in in the morning. I had to sleep it off. And uh, I just, the whole night felt like throwing up. I don't think I slept at all. Like, I just, I just had this feeling like I was going to throw up all night. And I just, I couldn't sleep. And it was like, literally, I've never been so happy to see the clock get closer to weigh-in time. Uh, it was like Christmas morning, you know, when you're a kid and you're waiting for Christmas morning. And you're like up all night with that, that anxiety. You're just like, shit, it's almost Christmas morning. It's Santa out there right now. I'm hearing <laughs> shit. And then, 
that's kind of that, that I would explain it is it was exactly that I, I could not have waited it was so great um, to see the morning click I got all my bags together went out the front door weighed in bing bang it was good uh, but that was that was probably in thinking about my whole career that was probably one of the toughest things I've had to do that 27 pound cuts there um, especially that last one god damn you got anything you want to add in there, Elvis? I got, uh, oh, I got like, one more I wanted to touch on. All right, so the first time I ever deadlifted 500 pounds, I was, I guess, 19. Go into the gym. I'm all amped up. I'm hyped. You know, I'm just excited. I have no nerves whatsoever. I'm just fucking pumped. I go in. I warm up. Everything's going good. I get to 405. You know, perfect. This guy comes over. He's, like, I guess, 35, 40, you know, something like that. He's like, uh, careful. You might hurt your back. <laughs> and I was like, this fucking guy. Like yeah, that guy got under your skin a little. This fuck, it made me so mad, and it just like put that thought in my head. And because like I have a very good way of like maintaining position, deadlift and everything. Like you'll never see my back round. If anything, my upper back starts first, and then I'll I'll ditch the weight before things get too bad. And then so I go four fifty five goes fine, and then I just do another fifty pound jump, which at that point in my like lifting would be way too much, and then I just fail just completely failed like that guy got me so anxious and so nervous leading up to that it just got in my head and just couldn't do it yeah he got the uh, guy in the gym got to you guy in the gym got to me damn i was i thought this was gonna be a real good ending it was gonna be like f that guy i pulled 500 oh, then i did 550 i'm a little disappointed <laughs> with that story i feel like everyone listening expected more and we got let down right there so you know what happened two, <laughs> two weeks later because i was in college this girl in my school she's like you can't, you can't pull 500 like, she just flat out just told me, you can't do it, because her boyfriend at the time was a bodybuilder, and he was just doing, like, in the low fours. It's like, nah, I've never seen anyone pull five before. And this was, you know, before, like, YouTube was big and mainstream, before there's like, these freaks, like, pulling 900 pounds, you know? Yeah, I mean, 700's, like, commonplace. Yeah, now. now it's just cake. Yeah. And then, so I go, and then I do it, and then I actually show her the video, and it was just, like, it was such a good redemption. And That's that, gotta feel good. And that same guy was there, too, when he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have a web redemption. That, oh was, that was good. God, fuck that that guy. was good. So you brought us down. You made us feel like shit there. We felt bad for you, and now you brought us up. And we know you hit your 500. It's like That's an overweight great. guy in his 30s and 40s talking about his former glory. You know, he's like, I bench 400. You know, I, yeah, I used to deadlift like 600 pounds. I squatted like, you know, fucking squatted 3,000 pounds like this fucking guy. Commercial gym throws yep. in there, yeah. And then he's like, you know, but I hurt my knee. Yeah, those are like people that didn't compete, but they like lifted heavy, so they think like they're the ultimatum. Oh yeah, it's and it's always like I hurt my knee, I hurt my shoulder. Don't do that. It's dangerous. My back hurts all the time. You know, like some bullshit like that. Yeah, and it's always <laughs> crazy to see these skinny guys who deadlift a ton. Uh, yeah, that's like that's like a double edged sword for me because uh, I'm not into small people as much as I'm into big people. So while it is super super impressive, and I'll totally give them that. Um, I always prefer to see the, the big-ass weight getting lifted. Um, but, yeah, and they did with 750. That's that's everything to do with, with body structure. Um, usually they got just long-ass arms. Um, you squat, you can use, you can pretty much make do with any body structure squatting unless you have a huge trunk lean. Um, but, yeah, those it, they're probably not benching much, and then they're probably deadlifting a shit ton because they got these long, lanky arms. Um, and then you'll see how they bench as they, they assume that they got to go super-ass wide grip, uh, which is not always the case. Freaking the first time I saw Richard Hawthorne, deadlift just in awe. Yeah, we got to meet him when he came to do a seminar there. Um, he's a cool guy. But 
I tell you, there's a big, big difference between meeting someone his size and meeting, like, a giant monster <laughs> like Ray Ray. Like, Ray Ray's one of those guys you're just, you're like, oh, shit, this is a big dude. And then Richard Hawthorne comes in, and then you don't even know if he's, like, the guy or, like, a guy just walking into the gym. And you're just kind of slapping him on the back. Like, All right, little fella. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's just smaller people. It's hard, to, it's hard to wrap my head around it. I just like to eat more weight, get bigger. Um, so I got one more I'll touch on. One more. I think this is a good one. I think it's a good story. All right, so we're talking first time I made the bench pass, all right? So you got to keep in mind, backstory to this is that I've been trying to make this thing for at least two-something years. I, I remember sitting in the crowd. It's my first time going to the Arnold, right? I'm getting big into the multiply, single-ply benching. Um, it's really starting to, like, push me. This is before big benches is even about. I'm just it's really pushing me in that direction. I want to see big weight getting benched. I feel like I got... Um, a good structure for this and I really want to get into it so I'm starting to get into that stuff all right I'm intrigued I watch I sit there I watch the bench bash I didn't know this was a thing it was on the Sunday at the Arnold stage there um, in the main expo so I thought that was super cool you get a lift in front of all these people um, and I, I maybe benched like uh, I don't know 450 at the time it was nothing nothing much and um, so I'm watching all these guys up there and I forget who won it this that year um, uh, names are escaping me, but I'm watching. I'm, I I was pretty good about remembering all the winners. So I see them all lined up out there. They're like calling them out. They're walking out. They're like getting called on a name basis. And um, I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, wow, this whole little meet there is all just for benchers, all in just shirts. And I was like, this is probably the coolest meet I've ever seen. I got so into it. I was like, this is what I got to do. I was watching on YouTube, like, old bench bash stuff, like, all different kind of bench shows, like, with Scott Mendelson and all that, so I'm like, this is, I just, when I get my mind wrapped on something, like, I just feel like that's, I just gotta shoot for that goal, and I'll just keep doing it until I get there, and I think that's what I was lacking, um, probably over the past year or so, and now I got some goals again, um, like, I really got my mindset on some stuff I wanna do, um, so I'm, I'm good again, I'm, actually, I, deadlifted the other night i had no intention of deadlifting i had no intention i didn't even bring my stuff with me and then i just started deadlifting because that's how i get i get real freaking wrapped up but i'm good again so i was super wrapped up into doing this this meet i was like i don't i've got to find out how to do this shit and i'm just gonna do it and so years go by i you know i missed that other year um the one year i didn't have a chance and another year um, that was within shot, but like I said, it bombed out on the bench there. That was that year. Um, and then the next year comes around and, um, I don't remember how, how the qualifier came about. I think I had to hit like a certain number and I did it and I signed, I, I think I sent in something to sign up and, uh, I was just, I was like fingers crossed, and um, I was like fingers crossed, and I got the email back that I was, that was in, I just had to send payment, and that was like the biggest moment for me, like I was so pumped, I shared it on Instagram, that I'm going to be doing this, and I've been in the crowd, I even screenshotted, there was a um, thing they took from the top stage there, and I screenshotted me in the crowd there, um, and I was so pumped up. But also, I started garnishing, you know, getting nervous about it. Because this is, like, big time for me. Like, I'm on the stage and shit. And I've, like, I've been wanting to do this meet for so long. Um, and it just meant a lot to me. Um, and 
you know, I get to, to Arnold that year, and I have to get a wristband from Dan, Dan Dig. okay? I don't know much about Dan Dig. I don't know what kind of personality he is. I just know he's, like, he's, uh, he's from um, Ohio, and he's got, like, that, that accent, and um, he looks like kind of a badass, you know, and I, you know, I know he's the meat director, so I don't know anything about him, mind you, right? So I get in there, I gotta get my wristband. So I actually go, I have to go up to Dan, all right? And I remember, uh, he, I was like, "Hey, Dan, can I get my bench pass wristband or whatever?" So, or should I should say, "Hey, Dan, can I get my bench pass wristband?" This was before then, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns to me, and then he's like, "Oh, who are you?" And then. I was like, oh, I'm doing a bench bash, and then, <laughs> and then he's and then he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you are, you're doing a bench bash, and then he didn't even like give me the wristband yet. He just kind of pulls me aside and he's like, you know what? You better not bomb out up there. You know, everyone's been bombing out. I freaking hate the bench. The only reason I'm doing this is blah blah blah. And he's like, give me the whole spiel because everyone's bombing out. And they're like, they almost took this thing out last year. You better not bomb out out there. And like just kind of talking at me like that, and if I wasn't nervous already, I just got super freaking nervous. <laughs> and um, but I told him because I was confident. I I had a great training cycle. It's one of the best training cycles. And I just tell him like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he gives me my wrist, wristband. You know, then he's all buddy buddy. He's all cool, whatever. And uh, man, it was that moment probably. I was that that hit me. I was like. God damn, he doesn't even know who I am. But he did recognize me. Oh, what it was, I went to his meet in Ohio and I competed there. Did very well. Uh, almost at seven there. And he remembered me because, you know, my freaking war paint deal. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you're the guy with the makeup. That's what, <laughs> that's what he said to me. He was like, you're the guy with the makeup. And I was like, yes, I am. And uh, I got my wristband from him. But, man, I was nervous. But when the actual event came around, you know, it's just kind of you just go and you do it. And that's just what you do once you get your hand on the bar but um that moment i was i was like i was trying to hold it together i was kind of nervous but i had to act the part because i you know um <laughs> but i was like hey dan can i get my wristband <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was i'll end with that one that one was a that was a good one i always remember that one so we got a question from august triple six any t- first off adam yeah i did that lip bud I'm coming for you now I'm still calling shenanigans, but <laughs> if I can hold on to the weight, I I got the worst grip strength in the world. Um, I don't think anyone saw him deadlift, so I mean, there's there's that. The world never saw it, but there's pictures on my phone. <laughs> August triple six. Any tips for benching equipped with long arms and having bicep tendonitis near shoulder? Or benching equipped with long arms. Now that's probably going to be the hardest thing that you have to do. Um, obviously, shorter you stroke, the easier it's going to be. Um, benching in general with long arms is very tough, uh, but in the shirt you're gonna have to really master bar path positioning um, because the biggest thing I would do is get to a point where you're if you film from the side you're making that bar travel in like a straight line every time, okay, um, or it's going in a straight path. There's very little deviation, especially on the descent. Definitely treat it like two different movements, right? You have to land the thing before you compress the thing. So don't even worry about how you're going to go about pressing that bar until you get that bar down to the exact spot you need to be. Um, You know, it would be the same thing I tell anyone. It would just be you're going to have to work even harder at it because it's not going to come easy. But it's going to be the same thing. It doesn't matter what your structure is. 
everything that I teach about and all that, like creating tightness, it's all the same. To, doesn't on your structure, nothing's gonna change. You might have a little bit of a lower touch point, um, if anything, but like your bar pet's gonna be more deviated. Like mine's not gonna be a huge change because I don't have a huge stroke, but you're just gonna have to work a little harder at it, unfortunately. Um, it's like I gotta work a little harder at deadlifting. Sometimes life ain't fair, but um, but that's 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 what I tell you, my friend. We got all that free advice. Um, on our YouTube and everything, so you check that out. Uh, definitely, if you didn't get the top 20 bench cues, I think that'll be a game changer right off the bat for you. I mean, that literally covers everything, um, and that's a free offer. So jump on our website, bigbenches.com. You can grab that up. Um, he's having bicep tendonitis near shoulder. That could be due to a lot of things. I find that um, when you're not really in tune with your back, you're not really loading your back, um, and you're trying to control too much from the arms, that stuff tends to happen, um, but I'm not, I'd really have to kind of see what's going on. Um, you know, all I can do is kind of change uh, how, like the technique involved in your lift. If anything else is going on, it's probably best taken out with like a PT, cause I'm not, I don't specialize in that stuff. So it's best if you want like a direct result that you go to someone that can get you that. Um, but that's it. You guys, if you're watching now, got a chance to drop questions or anything down below. Because uh, we're going to be wrapping up here. So I'll give you all a quick second to drop some uh, questions if anyone has anything they want to say. we got a guy mowing next door. They always like to mow on Wednesdays. So that's just the case. Um, are we going to get that in the thing? Should I close these right now? want to roll that. Let's roll. We got mowers out there. Mowing in the rain. Nothing like it. Yeah, anytime, bud. Thank you for the answer. Um, yep, good luck. So, as a wrap up, guys, September 15th. Cut another promo for you. September 15th, brother. I expect y'all to be there. You can meet me on the bench. But uh, it's going to be a really good meet. All right. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people are coming down to it. Um, we're going to have a hell of a time. Uh, might try to find like a little after party spot or something, right? You can all go to hang out after. Uh, but you're not going to want to miss it, especially if you're in the area, all right? You're not going to want to miss it. It's in Newark, New Jersey. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to bench. We're going to pull weight. I'm not going to pull weight. You can pull weight. I might pull weight. I'm not sure yet. But uh going to be good. A lot of belts on the line, all right? Someone's going to walk out with some serious hardware, um, and we're going to have a good time. So I'm gonna, at, each, at each meet here on out, I'm going to have that belt displayed, pump you up a little bit, inspire you a little bit, maybe get out there, test it out. Um, I know a lot of people who've never been in shirts that are going to come out and do this meet in a shirt. Um, that's going to be really cool. I think that's going to be really fun. They're going to, um, you know, kind of explore, equip lifting, get some numbers in there. And, um, yeah, it's just it's going to be a great time, guys. You're not going to want to miss out. Go to revolutionpowerliftingsyndicate.com, right, RPS Powerlifting. Uh, make sure that you sign up. The people want Coach Ben's deadlift. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> maybe it'll be a spontaneous decision. I'll bench and then maybe I'll maybe I'll deadlift. You know what always ends up happening is I hit this big big bench, right? My back is fried, and then um, I want the the lift to count, so I sandbag the first deadlift. 
um, like what happened last one. So I was not letting that 730 bench slip through, so I had to lower my, my deadlift opener like 60 pounds just to make sure I got a lift in. Good thing I did, though, because my back was freaking wrecked. My, my big thing right now is those lifts will come up for me. Um, I feel good about where I'll be in the fall. But the thing is, can I get through a full meet right now? Because after you know, after a squat and an invention, I'm freaking wrecked in my back for, for deadlifting because this has been a while. Um, so that's what I got to start putting together is actually being able to do all three of them. Um, so it's going to take some time. I mean, I just pulled the other day a little bit too, and I'm like, and my hips is screaming at me. So we got some work to do, guys. All right, Coach Ben here, small ass big knee. <laughs> I realize what I'm saying now. <laughs> All right. You have been listening to The Benchcast.